What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 60 of the Gino Spirito podcast. I hope you all are having a great Tuesday, August 17th. I'm very happy that you are all uh, tuning in today for the big sits zero episodes. Excuse me, episode 60. Um, you know, 40 more left until uh, my ultimate goal of 100 for the year of 2021. But uh, very excited uh, to be um, here with you all today. We're going to be talking some music. We're going to be talking about some of my expectations uh, for some of these projects that uh, are coming out this week uh, and the following weeks and some of the music that uh, we are going to be able to celebrate as always uh, during our album anniversary uh, portion of the music podcast. But like I said, I hope you guys are all having a great Tuesday. Uh, I was able to go see Don't Breathe 2 last night, uh, and I honestly thought it was better than the first one. Uh, if you guys have not seen the first one, uh, Don't Breathe uh, is a horror film uh, that was released in 2016, and um, it was pretty big when it was uh, you know, being hyped up and the trailer was released. Uh, it was basically about these uh, three kids who were trying to uh, rob some houses um, and try to get a big payday, and they found out that there was this old blind war veteran uh, who was a Navy SEAL who actually got a huge settlement uh, because his daughter um, died in a drunk driving accident, and uh, he was sitting on, I can't even remember how much money it was, I think it was maybe 50000 or $100,000, and they had read that online, and then they scoped out his house, and they decided that that would be uh, their final heist, their final, uh, you know, uh, I guess robbery. And um, they did not realize what they were getting themselves into, as this man, just because he was blind, uh, could definitely beat anybody in one-on-one -on -one combat. Uh, he, you know, knew his way around that home like no other, and had tendencies, uh, you know, to be able to, you know, be prepared if there was an intruder, if there was somebody that was attacking him uh, due to his training, I'm assuming, due to, uh, you know, all the stuff that he learned. And on top of that, there were some secrets uh, that he was keeping um, that were, uh, un, you know, were, that were discovered throughout the course of the movie. But uh, these three people, uh, these three kids did not know anything uh, and did not know what they were getting themselves into. So that was the first one. It was pretty good. Came out in 2016. Definitely recommend watching that before this one. Uh, you can watch Don't Breathe 2 without having watched the second one, honestly. Uh, it doesn't really tie into the first uh, plot. But, of course, it's the same person. And you kind of understand a little bit of uh, his skills and, and what... Uh, he brings to the table and kind of the person he is going into the second one. And um, it kind of just builds off that, kind of creates a new storyline, creates a, um, you know, a different setting uh, for uh, this movie to be taken place in. So definitely recommend watching it. It was it was pretty good. I liked it a lot more than the first one. Um, thought it was there was a lot more action, a lot more uh, different uh, scenarios that could lead to trouble. Um, and it wasn't as uh, it wasn't as straight cut as the first one, in my opinion. So definitely recommend watching that. Uh, Want to go see the new Aretha Franklin biopic? Uh, respect. Uh, definitely been meaning to uh, go see that. I, I I'm telling you, I, I 
cannot vouch for this Riedel movie pass more than I already have on this podcast, please, Riedel, sponsor me. That would be amazing. But if you love movies, if you like going to the movies or, uh, you know, and find that, uh, you know, costs are adding up, you don't really, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to pick the perfect movie to make sure that you're not wasting your money, I highly recommend getting this Riedel pass. You can either get one for $18, $21.50, or $23.50. Um, and it's an unlimited movie pass. The only difference between the $18 one and the $23 one is how many different Riedels you can choose from. Uh, 18, there's a limited, there's a select amount of Riedels uh, throughout the U.S. But if you're paying $23.50, you can go to any Riedel um, and be able to purchase a movie ticket uh, for free if you go in person or $0.50 cents if you just buy it, uh, your ticket on the phone uh, as a convenience fee. But highly recommend getting this if you're any sort of movie head or or just you know find that uh, the cost of movies have been adding up for you lately um it's very very clutch 23.50 a month yes you heard that right a month for unlimited movies the only uh time where you can't buy you can't duplicate tickets you can't buy you know two tickets uh for two different movies that happen at the same time uh, but you can buy the same movie over and over again if you want to go see uh, that movie again. Uh, you can, uh, like I said, get as many tickets as you want as long as they are not at the same time. Um, you're good to go. You really are. You can't overlap movies, but besides that, you are good to go. So highly recommend getting that pass. I've been able to see, I feel like, I want to say close to 15 movies in the past two months since movie theaters really started opening up again because of this pass and man oh man that that would have been a nightmare in terms of cost if i didn't have the Riedel pass I, i'm telling you i'm not sponsored i'm not anything affiliated towards Riedel. i just really love this Riedel pass and i think that everybody should be woke on saving themselves some money to have a fun night out you know have you'd realize uh just how many uh, good movies there are and not having to stress about you know the money or the costs of going to the movies uh and instead just just literally go see whatever you want you know i i've i'm telling you there's if if i've seen 15 movies i i've probably really known about four or five of them the other ones i i just read you know the quick synopsis the quick summary and didn't even watch the trailer and went into the movies and i i've been blown away uh, with some of these films, especially ones that I, I've had no expectations for, I, I truly stand by uh, the fact that those movies always seem to be the, your favorite, seem to be the ones that uh, are really um, going to, I don't know, make you feel some type of way, because uh, you just have the least expectations for them. I, I think the work, I've only, if I, I, I gotta say, only one movie, honestly, since I've gone back has not been good. I personally did not like The Green Knight. If you have seen The Green Knight um, and you liked it, I'm sorry. I, it just wasn't for me. Um, but I think I should have done a little bit more research into that one. I didn't realize that this was this whole movie was based on this poem. Um, and I'm sure that you know people that are into uh, that have read these poems or understood uh, you know some of the background going into it. I'm sure they found this movie very uh, very cool, but. For me personally, I, I didn't realize that 
Uh, a lot of the movie was in Old English. Uh, when there would be graphics on the screen in terms of like text or you know words that you needed to read, it would be in this weird font and it would be up for two seconds. So you wouldn't even be able to read any of it. Um, and honestly, the story was just very, very weird in my opinion. It was moving very fast. Uh, you didn't really have enough time to, to realize everything um, until after the movie when you're just looking all the stuff up and you're like, oh, that's what that meant. Oh, that was King Arthur. Oh, that was this and that. So if you go to see The Green Knight, highly recommends you do some research before. But that's been the only movie that's been controversial uh, in terms of my viewing experience. It was still, you know, cinematography wise, it was beautiful. Um, some of the shots were honestly just ast astonishing you know some of these uh big creatures and the cgi that was you know probably had to be taken place and some of these big fields and uh the landscaping was was phenomenal don't get me wrong on that but in terms of the strip the plot uh just the story in general i i just wasn't a fan of it it wasn't for me but uh let me know if if you guys did like the green knight if you you know had any expectations going into that movie if you you knew about what that movie was because if you did know anything about the green knight or the poem or anything in terms of that and you went into that movie and actually enjoyed it i want to hear why because i truly was not a fan and i want to be a fan of it i wanted to the entire time but it just was not working out for me so yeah but besides that movie you know, the, it's just been a lot of fun being able to, like I said, go to the movies, not stress about what I'm going to see or, uh, you know, what the movie may be about, not having seen a trailer and just enjoying it and not, not worrying about anything else and, and just having a fun night out and, and going to see a movie. And, you know, there's not much, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun things, uh, you know, you can do that, that don't cost too much. And, and I feel like the movies have always been that sanctuary uh, for me, and uh, you know, being able to enjoy a film on the big screen is is always is always fun. It's always a good time. Um, so yeah, definitely highly suggest getting that uh, that Regal Movie Pass. But without further ado, let's get into some music news. Of course, we got to start with some album anniversaries. Um, and first and foremost, let's start, kick it off with the legendary mixtape, one of the most iconic uh, mixtapes. In this uh, pre, I mean, in, in this YouTube era of, of uh, you know, young rappers starting to make some, some music videos to put themselves on the scene. Uh, in this, I, I want to say maybe more social network era, uh, social media era. Um, a mixtape that really uh, cemented itself for its time and still to this day hits like no other. Matt Miller's Kids released 11 years ago on Datpiff. Uh, some of, you know, the standout tracks on this one, of course, Nike's on my feet, Senior Skip Day, um, Don't Mind If I Do, um, Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza, of course, Knock Knock, uh, and of course, my favorite on here, The Spins, probably the most, uh, well-known, uh, besides, I mean, honestly, or get them up as well. Get them up is great. Outside is, I mean, this entire mixtape just goes. But I'd say top three for me on here, probably the spins, Kool Aid and Frozen Pizza, and Nike's on my feet are, are just some iconic shots by Matt. Really put him uh, and solidified him as as an artist. You know, really solidified him in the rap game. 
sold out his entire first tour, uh, touring kids. Um, and, and I mean, his career never stopped. This is really the mixtape that put Mac Miller um, on the map. It was his fourth mixtape. Uh, and like I said, it was definitely his breakout project. Uh, he was able to, um, you know, get some recognition not only from the U United States and, and uh, you know, outside of his local area of Pittsburgh, but also international recognition. And, um, I mean, this mixtape was everywhere, like I said. Uh, the the uh, kids title, of course, stands for Kicking Incredibly Dope Shit, was inspired by the 1995 film Kids. Uh, I, would, I still, to this day, have not watched this movie, but I, every time I hear about kids, every time I read about kids and try to learn more about this project, that fact always comes up that this the theme of the mixtape was based around this this movie um so i definitely need to watch it if you have watched it let me know if it's worth it if it's good but definitely uh put that on my agenda and my horizon when i read it again i was like oh my god how many times am i gonna read this before i finally just end up watching the movie but um based on that movie uh, the mixtape has now been downloaded a million times received almost three million views over youtube um, there's features from, uh, Chevy Woods, producers such as ID Labs, uh, Black Diamond, Wally West, um, DT Spacely, great production, great, uh, I mean, just great art, honestly, by Matt Miller, uh, really combining, uh, you know, some of the, uh, you know, I mean, a track on here that that definitely uh, shows Matt's uh, versatility, in my opinion, uh, the most would probably be Poppy. Um, I know that, uh, you know, you're like, oh, you're talking about the spins, Nike's on my feet. We're talking all these. And then you're talking about and then you bring up Poppy. The reason I say his versatility um, is I believe, uh, you know, you can really hear uh, Matt riding out his demons on this song um, from the perspective of, you know, when he's younger, you know, there's there's not as much stress. He hasn't gone through as, as much yet. He hasn't, you know, become the artist that he would eventually become and have to deal with, you know, some of the other stresses or demons that come with being a musician. But Poppy's that first track where it's it's literally dedicated to his, uh, you know, late his late grandfather. And he's, he's just talking about how, um, you know, everything that he's been up to. Um, hoping that he's proud of him when he's watching down on him and, and really just uh, speaking on that behalf and, and opening up and being vulnerable. And that's what I mean in terms of his versatility. It's not always going to be some Nikes on my feet, uh, you know, get him up, uh, the spins type of music where it's, it's good, good vibes. You're, you're chilling. Maybe you're smoking a joint. Maybe you're drinking a little. You're just chilling with the friends. You're, you're hanging out. Um, and you just put this music on for feel good music. But, you know, there are tracks on here where he does get deeper. He does try to open up about what he's going through and what his thoughts are. And that's the point of, of some of these early mixtapes for these artists is, is learning how to, you know, combine these tracks that you know are going to hit. You know are going to be, um, you know, blasting on in the radio 
or um, in cars, uh, on speakers, but you can combine that with some of these other chats where you're able to open up and be vulnerable and, and show a different side of you at the same time. And I think that's exactly what Mac was able to do on this project and why he was able to, to really gain the uh, recognition um, that he did on, on this one. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy, man. 11 years of kids, uh, you know, Mac is is always going to have a special place in my heart. And I know so many other uh, individuals around the world. Um, but this one, man, this one's just special. Kids is special. This is the one that really cemented Mac in this game and, and uh, you know, proved to everyone that he was here to stay. He proved to everybody that uh, this wasn't, you know, just some uh, white, this wasn't just some flute, this white boy coming out of Pittsburgh trying to make a name for him. Like, nah, like, I'm a musician, man. I make good music. I make hits. And, uh, you know, he did not stop after this mids tape. He, he really didn't. Um, and this was this was just the start, and it's it's uh it's fun looking back on projects like this, uh you know that that project that really blew um you know your favorite artist up or uh, really w allowed them to um, be seen uh, by the masses the way that you felt like they always should have been, and uh, they finally were getting that recognition um, you know from everybody and not just from that that core group of fans that they've they've they built up into that point so. Mac Miller, kids, uh, 11 year anniversary, just some some crazy numbers. But uh, the next album I want to be talking about, Ray Shruman, Stream Life 2, five year anniversary. Uh, of course, this was the sophomore album for Ray Shruman. Uh, it's a sequel to uh, Stream Life 1. Uh, that was an enormous first album. Some crazy hits on there that were that were just bumped on the radio and you know pre-game uh pre-game high school uh for basketball um or football or you know the pre-game playlist that i could say um you know just some chats that everybody was bumping uh and then they followed up with stream life 2 uh those was released um like i said five years ago uh some of the chats um on here that that really uh, cemented themselves were, were was definitely uh, I mean of course Black Beatles uh, one of the biggest songs of the year that year one of the biggest songs just in general had a extremely viral dance I mean everybody was doing the Black Beetle dance are you kidding me um, look alive was great real chill with Kodak Black uh, set the roof with Lil Jon shake it fast with Juicy J uh, swanged just like us there's there's a lot of hit i mean uh ray sherman does just they, they continue to make hits you know what i mean like it there's no doubt uh you know the the amount of hits that um you know sway lee uh can can make on his own but this duo uh has been making hits since they joined the game since they got here uh they've proven themselves time and time again and i i mean I don't know when Stream Life 4 or if, you know, when their next album could be getting released, but there's one thing that you can never cap about when it comes to this duo, and that's uh, the quality of music that they make and how many, uh, how many people it truly reaches. Uh, you know, some of these songs, uh, undeniable, the, the impact that they've had on the music industry, the impact they had on that single year 
or that, you know, just that that single moments. Like I said, Black Beatles was a huge song, man. That, that song was everywhere. Everybody was doing that viral dance. I know there were a bunch of clips of even like news anchors and like people like say on like, you know, during the news, just completely stopping and doing the Black Beatles dance and, and just freezing the way they did uh, in their music video and the way the viral dance was. Everybody was doing it. I'm telling you. And uh, you know, that's just something that you cannot deny from this group is they know how to make hits. They really do. They know how to be on the billboard charts. They know how to, uh, really make music for, for the time and, and, uh, how to really reach, um, a lot of people, uh, with their music. But this project alone debuted at number seven on the billboard 200. Um, it, it later reached number four, but that was the peak um and of course like i said that was definitely due to the success of black beatles and how big of a song that was and uh this album did um become certified platinum in 2017 uh so a huge huge uh song success of course helps this album out but still plenty of other tracks on there uh that deserve the recognition and and definitely uh you know are in the same category as quality um when it comes to a black beatles or, or some of the other hits that they've had but ray sherman stream life two five-year anniversary last anniversary uh we're gonna be speaking on is laugh now cry later the single by drake uh my gosh this song still hits to the day um but it's uh it's unfortunate we have still not gotten certified lover boy of course when drake released laugh now cry later he also released the music or not even the music video just the video announcing certified lover boy um and that was you know originally when it said january of 2021 um and of course that led to drake tearing his acl not really doing much because of that and then having to you know re-record and and really make the album and now it's fucking august and it's just like when is this motherfucker coming out um but laugh now cry later the first single off certified lover boy i'm assuming this shit's still gonna be on the album a year one year of this song lil dirk still has one of the best features of 2020 on this record uh i mean it was grammy nominated I don't think it won. I'm pretty sure it was just Grammy nominated, but still, this this song still goes to this day. We're still waiting on the album, Drake. Can you please drop? Please, please, please. This is not from me. This is from just the culture. I know you probably may be waiting on Kanye or whatever the case may be, but can can you just can you please just drop the freaking album? <laughs> but I mean, a year like that's not. It's not awful for this first single, especially with everything that I just mentioned. Uh, but it's crazy to think that, uh, you know, we really were thinking a year ago we'd be getting the Drake album in January. Uh, and if you told myself, if you to if I told myself a year ago when this song dropped and I saw that, that I wouldn't have a Drake, a new Drake album um, a year, a year from now. Uh, I just, I, I, I would honestly just tell you your capping. I was like, there's no way this man Drake always comes through. He delivers, but, and I know he still will deliver. I know he still will. Don't get me wrong, but come on, my guy. It's August. It is August. You said it'd be out by the summer. Come on. When is summer ending for you? When is summer? I think summer technically ends around Labor Day. I think when summer end date. September 22nd? Are you kidding me? Wow, we still, I guess we still technically have a month left of 
summer when it comes down to the uh, dates, uh, you know, how it goes on a calendar. But, um, you know, in terms of going back to school and, uh, you know, being in quote unquote summer, I, I feel like we're just about wrapped up. And I, I, I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of people when I heard Drake say he was in a drop in summer. I, I wasn't expecting an August release date or even a September if that's where we're going at this point. Uh, I was definitely expecting a June or July, but it is what it is. Drake's gonna take his time. He's gonna give us a masterpiece. We gotta, we gotta respect the fact that it's Drake. And when, when has Drake disappointed us? You know what I mean? Like, realistically, you know what I mean? Maybe with Scorpion a little bit, but still, like, go back to Scorpion and listen to that shit. More life, maybe. I, I don't know. I really don't know when Drake has ever disappointed us. So, you know, that you gotta take that into perspective. As much as you gotta be disappointed. You got to realize Drake is the GOAT, um, and he's definitely going to give us uh, quality music um, when it comes down to it, as he has for the past 11 years. So, uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later, a year old now, officially, uh, but moving on into some new, new music that came out this week. Uh, I truthfully have not been able to listen uh, to any of this new music, but I uh, wanted to speak on some of it. Uh, YNW Melly actually dropped the project, Just a Matter of Slime. Uh, the Madden NFL 22 soundtrack came out uh, with some some great, fe honestly, some some interesting collaborations that I'm very excited to look forward to, like Sway Lee and Jack Harlow. Um, what's it called? Maury had a song on here, 42 Duh, J.I.D., uh, Tierra Wack. Um, definitely looking forward to, to this project, but... Uh, What's it called? Madden 22 soundtrack out. K-Camp Designer had a new project, I guess. I have, I have not heard Designer in a long time, so he's out. Um, but then, like I said, some songs. Sway Lee and Jack Harlow. Uh, J.I.D. Denzel Curry. Uh, ASAP 12E. ASAP Ty. NLE Choppa. Uh, so, you know, some solid some solid releases this week. Uh, not, not crazy. Uh, not anything, um, you know... I don't know, just this, this is a regular week, honestly, like I'm not trying to talk down about any of these artists or anything, but nothing crazy, honestly, if you, if you want to ask me, um, but hopefully that can change this week with Ty Dolla Sign and Divisions to Lab album, Cheers to the Best Memories coming out this week. Uh, the first single, of course, uh, was, um, the sync was the, uh, song, with Matt Miller that was recently released. What was that song called? I know I have it on here somewhere. Ty Dolla Sign. I believed it. Uh, that was the first single on here, and I, I guess it's the last one as their album will be coming out this week um, on Friday. So looking forward, looking forward to that um, with uh, Ty Dolla Sign and The Vision. Definitely a collab that I never thought um, I'd ever need, but especially after hearing I believed it, uh, the the way that, uh, you know, these two artists are able to collab, and I mean, it's three of them total, but the way they're able to kind of combine their voices, they're already kind of in that same similar boat when it comes to how they how they flow and uh, how their music sounds in general and, and where they like to, uh, you know, be placed on records and, and what type of sounds they like. They're, they're pretty similar when it comes to that. Um, and I, I, I had no surprise when I listened to that first single with Mac and, and I really enjoyed it. I had no surprise um, because of the two artists, you know, they, they definitely are in the same lane. They definitely 
you know, can easily work together and uh, create opportunities for both, uh, you know, artists and, and uh, what's it called, all three of the artists to really, uh, you know, show off their talent and uh, show show out on this record. So very excited for this one. Uh, Trippy Red also released a track list for his upcoming al album, uh, Trip at Night. He still hasn't released the release date for this one. Hopefully it's this week. Maybe next week, most likely, but I mean, this man has a lot of people on here. Of course, uh, he's already released singles, uh, Holy Smotes with uh, Lil Uzi Vert and Mr. Rage with Playboy Cardi. But uh, I mean, he has a lot of people on here. He got Sofago, he got Drake, he got um, the uh, Steam Ass Slump Dog, Juice World, etc. Tintasha Yon, Little Dirt, Polo G. I mean, this album is going to be really good. If you sleep on Trippy Red, Please, please, please stop hating. Just go listen to his music. I promise you it'll be worth it. Trippy Red, you know, maybe isn't as consistent as a as a Drake, but this man gives quality music every single time he drops. Maybe he's not on that same I mean, I meant what I meant by that is he maybe he's not on that same pedestal of a Cole of a Drake or, you know, some of these other artists, but trust me, man, this man drops consistently and he drops bangers every single time he does i know pegasus was a little controversial and not his uh fans favorites it was a little a little bit different a little bit exper uh experimentational but i mean mr rage and holy smokes if you don't get excited when you hear those two think about the moshing think about trippy red just going back to his roots and really solidifying that sound of of just turning up and and just you know literally raging then i don't know uh if it will be the best music for you if that doesn't get you hyped but at the same time i just hope that you still peep this you know there's no reason why this album is not gonna go you got you're talking i'm talking about drake talking about juice world talking about little dirt polo g Et set sets tentacion juice like that's just the features on here and then trippy red i know he's gonna do his thing on even those other songs that they're not on so trippy red very excited for trip at night um another project that could be a potential collab project i saw juicy j and wiz talifa juicy j tweeted out that him and uh wiz finished the project uh, if, is this a collab project? Was one of them just producing, like Juicy J just producing on the side and Wiz rapping over the beats? Who knows? Who knows? But this should be a good project, especially um, if it does, you know, fold into, uh, come out and not really, you know, be one of those projects that, you know, artists uh, tease and, and never really come out. Um, I mean, Juicy J, the hustle continues. Even the Hustle Continues the Lutz, great album, great music. Wiz Khalifa always brings good product. So hopefully them combines, made some stoner jams, made some crazy records. I know that they were smoking like crazy in the studio together. Um, both of them are always, I mean, Wiz and Juicy J are, are definitely known for, uh, you know, being, being very, uh, very happy and very comfortable with the weed and uh always always seeming to smoke but uh these two men getting on a record together 
I, I mean, that's going to be an insane project. I'm very, very excited to see uh, what both of these artists can do together. Um, another artist that uh, I'm very excited for, last one I'll probably be speaking on uh, today, uh, is The Weeknd. He actually announced on his uh, memori uh, on his uh, Apple Music Radio show that the album is pretty much done. He's just working on the final mid-scene vocals. And he also mentioned that he would be doing an episode of Memento Mori uh, every week until the album drops, playing snippets. He did last week, and uh, trust me, when The weekend is uh, grooving the way he was and mixing uh, some of these songs uh, together, um, it is a lot of fun. Uh, you get to hear... I love, I love listening to these artist radios uh, that... Um, I love listening to these artist radios on Apple Music when, when it's literally just them. I, I loved listening to Frank's Back in the day, I blonded, um, and whenever whenever Travis goes on, uh, that's always fun with his radio show. But Memento Mori, definitely a lot of fun, uh, you know, because you get to hear where where these artists are getting their inspirations from. Uh, some, you know, the first the first few uh, songs he played, you can instantly hear the the uh, type of music that was inspiring him for take my breath and some of these this electronic house music that is just absolutely going insane um in their own genre and then how the weekend is incorporating that into his own music it's it's a lot of fun being able to hear that um especially like i said on these uh different um on these different radio shows uh that is designed literally by him he's the one that's mixing the music he's the one that's literally being the dj for a couple hours it's a lot of fun and you get to hear like i said that uh you know that inspiration and and you get to also get put onto new music that maybe you did never realized you were into and that's exactly what uh i feel always happens for me whenever i listen to these but um the weekend's been celebrating uh, a lot this week um, he has a lot to be grateful for, uh, and according to uh, his post, as um, Blinding Lights now officially uh, spent its 88th week on the Billboard Top 100, which is the longest charting song of all time. Um, that's pretty, pretty insane. Uh, pretty, ins that's a pretty insane accolade to uh, to have, especially uh, you know with him going right into the next era of his music, I feel like it's it's just perfect. It's literally perfect timing. Uh, when he spoke on it in his Instagram post, he said, forever grateful to be able to experiment with sounds, try new things with my voice, and create music with the people I truly love and respect. For the last decade, every song has been a journey. Every song has been a journey, and to be able to continue this journey has been nothing short of a blessing. It's all—it's the only gift I could ever ask for. I'll be doing it for as long as I can breathe. I love my fans and wouldn't be here without you. Big day for Blinding Lights. Multiple songs in the top 20. Thursday turns 10, and the dawn is coming. Let's go. I'm very, very excited for this new project by the weekend. And like he said, Thursday... Uh, hit one of the mixtapes uh, from early weekend eras uh, will be released on midnight at midnight um, this Thursday uh, on all streaming services. The original version, uh, the weekend will also be releasing uh, some 10 year anniversary merch with this. So that's a fun that'll be fun. Uh, I mean, the weekend, man, a another guy who's just been here for such <laughs> such a long time. Um, and continuing to show why 
he has, continuing to show uh, the progression that he has, continuing, um, you know, to, to just do different things every single time and prove himself in new and in various ways that he, he never has when it seems like he's done everything. He just continues to lie. He continues to shine. He continues to, to prove everybody wrong and, and really, uh, you know, just continue to solidify himself as as the uh, the star that he is. So very excited for the dawn is coming. Highly suggest listening to Memento Mori if given the opportunity. I'm sure we'll have a few more weeks before the album. Uh, so definitely listen and tune in if you see the weekend post about it because you will not be disappointed. But another artist that completely blocked out his entire Instagram feed um, was Corday as uh, of course, he released a four-pack EP just until um, a few months ago uh, in preparation for uh, his next album uh, from a bird's eye view. And it looks like he has now uh, deleted all of the posts on his Instagram, blocked it out, deleted it all um, as his rollout is now starting. He did like a tweet that said that. So hopefully we're getting new music from Corday soon. Justin Till, the EP was definitely great. Uh, I loved how it was four tracks as well. It wasn't just like a couple singles, um, but definitely uh, looking forward to definitely looking forward to this man dropping. I mean, it's been a while. The Lost Boys still to this day is a great album, especially being his first. Um, and it's definitely something that uh, we're, we're all going to we're all going to be bumping. Let me tell you, because this man Corday seems to uh, be allergic to missing because it is very, very rare when this man drops a song that does not hit. So excited for that. Um, some other albums to look forward to, of course. Drake with Certified Loverboy. Where's that at? Kanye West with Donda. Where the frick is that, man? Where's Donda? <coughs> Supposedly, uh, Kanye West will be having a listening party for Donda next week in Chicago. I guess, you know, there's going to be a third listening party. He's just having a tour of all these unreleased songs. Uh, there was a theory that actually came out. I thought it was interesting uh, that Kanye West wants to make the first official unreleased album that he took inspiration from Yandi, which was a lot of these leaked tracks, random fan mashups. Um, and he got the idea uh, for Donda and for this concept that there will be many unofficial releases um, for this album. And uh, the concept for Donda is that the album has materialized itself into existence without ever being officially released. Of course, the songs have been premiered. They play on the they play on you know commercials. There's billboards stating that the album is literally out in New York City and they're still up. Um, he and then that's where they were saying that he wants people to review it, magazines, billboards. He wants people to pretend and act like it's out, but in reality, it can't be purchased, it can't be streamed, it can only be accessed from these listening events, and then, uh, what's it called, people that, you know, record little snippets from these events as well. Who knows, maybe he might tour it and do the tracks from it, and of course, everyone will know the words, and the songs will be very much real, but the album as a whole, and uh, being real... Uh, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it never will be, uh, you know, this, 
uh, you know, this might be why the billboards are continuing to say it's out, why Apple sent uh, notifications about its release. Um, but, you know, who knows? There is the black cover, um, you know, the mask over yay. Uh, it's literally an album you can't see. Is that is that the case? You know, maybe it not being real, but the music still is existing at the same time, even though you literally can't buy it. You can't purchase it anywhere. You can't stream it anywhere. Um, maybe it's another fuck you to the Grammys or to his contracts, uh, not giving a single cent uh, to the streams or the purchases of the album. Um, but instead, he's now found a loophole in how to stay on top of the game and stay as relevant as ever. I, I don't know. This was an interesting theory. I thought that, um, you know, if you think that much into it, maybe that could be the case. Uh, especially with Kanye, you never know what he has up his uh, up his sleeve. But I, I really just I liked the I I liked the uh, concept of it. I I, I thought it was uh, very interesting that um, you know he thought of this. I would have never thought of an official unreleased album as a theory. You know, just thinking of when Donda would be released. So I appreciated the uh, creativity of of this uh, of this uh, you know possibility. Um, and I wanted to share it. I wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were on this. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, but who knows with Kanye, like I said. And, I mean, Donda, there's no doubt that when it does come out, uh, it will be one of the biggest, you know, biggest albums of all time simply based on everything we were hearing from, from these listening parties alone. Um, you know, with all the features, with, with everything that was, inv was put into it. Uh, but at the moment, it does say the pre-order uh, for Donda is expected on August 22nd, uh, which is this Sunday. So we'll see, especially with now these rumors of a possible third listening event that will be taking place in Chicago. But who knows with Kanye? Who knows when this album's really going to be released? But um, all I got to say is when there is, if there is another listening party, I highly suggest you all just tune in because... Uh, the last listening party I was debating, but I ended up listening to the entire thing, watching the entire thing, um, and I definitely uh, feel like it was a smart move. You know, I wasn't, I, I had some of my friends saying that they were going to wait for it to release at nine and not spoil the album for them, but it never dropped. So you never know with Kanye, if he does have another listening party that's streamed the way it was uh, for these last two, I highly recommend just watching it. Who knows if that'll be the only time you get to hear this album, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to listen to it when you can. But uh, some other some other projects that we can uh, be looking forward to the next the rest of the year. Travis Scott's Utopia, Young Thud's Punk, Juice World The Party Never Ends EP, um, Gunna, Drip Season 4, Don Tolliver, Life of a Dawn, Polo G's Deluxe to Hall of Fame. There's definitely plenty of music still left to come uh, throughout the year. Um, and like I said, on top of that, the Corday, uh, you know, it's, it's gonna, I, I feel like Corday definitely is gonna make a lot of noise with this record. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely time, my guy, please, especially with the snippet from RD, with RDC and the gang. Oh my goodness. Those, those records were going insane. And I, I'm, I, I cannot tell you my excitement, uh, for, 
uh, for this project um, and for Quarty to finally be back on the map. But uh, without further ado, that's all I got for today. I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Geno Spirito Podcast. I will catch you all very soon, and I hope you guys all have a rest, a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in.